You know, it, there is no hotter topic than artificial intelligence. It it seems to permeate everything now. And chat GPT and the great promise and all there's some caution and warnings about it. But at the heart of it is NVIDIA, which just overnight became a trillion-dollar company. It joins the ranks of Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple. And nobody had ever heard of this company six months ago. Well, nobody except Dr. Gerald Turner, who is the president of SMU, because <laughs> they signed a deal with NVIDIA a year and a half ago, and he looks like a genius. It's good to have you with us, sir. Well, thank you. It's thank not, you. not to say yeah, that you NVIDIA. don't always look like a genius. but <laughs> NVIDIA really has been sort of uh, uh, dominating the news in all the technology areas of light, that's for sure. But so tell me about, I know a decade ago you guys were putting in this supercomputer, but then a year and a half ago you sort of upped the ante by, by signing this deal with NVIDIA, which most of us thought is a gaming company at the time. Yeah, the, yeah 10 years ago we got our first supercomputer. We basically looked at how big data and all this conversations about a speed of computing and so on uh, was going to dominate uh, research in so many other areas and that people were saying if universities are going to uh, continue to lead the way they're really going to have to gear up in that way and so the fact that we didn't have big huge wet labs like UT Southwestern had our basic view was from a research standpoint and in training our business students and others we we know how to emphasize uh, data and that uh, we would be an uh, advanced computing specialist more or less and so we built that right behind our tennis center there on uh, 75 and Mockingbird. Mrs. Baird's. Yeah where Mrs. Baird's was well the south end of that there's a big beautiful building there and that's the home of of what we call M M3 and M3 we call we had a contest with students. What do we want to name this supercomputing uh, uh, powerhouse? And they chose, the winning choice was Mainframe, M-A-N-E, picking up on our Mustang theme. And so we now have Mainframe 3, and these are all uh, central processing computers or CPUs. And then NVIDIA uh, invented what's called GPUs or graphical processing right. units and that's where you can do huge amounts fast and, that, and that's what uh, that's, that's why they're the only ones that do it and nobody can get enough of these things and they are well, just and, through the, the roof in pricing yeah in the United States uh, the University of Florida uh, got the first one and we uh, the first university to have an Nvidia superpod and then we have we're the second one and so the there will be a third one. They've already announced that Oregon State, they're working with them on the West Coast. So they've got Florida on the East Coast, more or less, and we're in the middle of the country. And then right. they've, so we, we show it. Anybody that wants to know how this works and so on, well, then, you know, we are the place that they can come and see uh, and, and work with us on terms of what kind of projects and problems that uh, – Artificial intelligence will help solve. Yeah, so that, that really gets the, because I'm curious how, first of all, what the decision process to go in this, you've under, I understand that, but how do you use it? So on the one hand, you use it, I guess, for the operations of the university. It's a massive organization. You're teaching with it. Do you, do you support businesses and incubators with it, too? 
Well, we basically use it as a research tool. A good example is that our PhD in chemistry, uh, starting 10 years ago, is computational chemistry. And so our, we have faculty members that are trying to develop drugs for different diseases. And they may have, you know, generated thousands of possibilities, chemical, chemical structures that are possible. And when you have something like an NVIDIA Superpod, it just analyzes it in a hurry. And then you look at different possibilities. You have to, you have to kind of train it to identify certain things. And then when they're right or wrong, then you go back and, and make the corrections. We have not been working with businesses yet. We've just got it fully installed here about six months ago, but, but the whole idea is we don't want to rent time on it. What we want to do is work with businesses on projects. So if there's a business that has an issue that, let's just say a, a regular mainframe computer, supercomputer can't through uh, CPUs. They need uh, the data set so big and the complication, they don't really know what they're looking for. And so they go, they want a, a GPU unit. And so what if they come to us with that project, then it's a project. If we look at it and say, well, this could work, then we will have a graduate student or a faculty member or a postdoc work with them toward a resolution to work together in partnership, we would be solving these problems. And so, I mean, a company can buy an NVIDIA and buy enough of them to where it gets to the category of superpod, but but then they've got to have all these people trained to use it. Right. And we have faculty, staff, and students. What's amazing to me is that some undergraduate students are already utilizing it. And well, so and I would guess it, that this must make you a magnet. I mean, these these things are so scarce that everybody would want to come yeah. to the university. Yeah, more so than, and in the future, that will be more so. We've got, uh, we have just created a big data analytics institute that'll be utilizing this and the mainframe uh, and we PhD in that program and you can get it with an emphasis in business math or engineering and all of them will be using either mainframe or the superpod and the ability to have access to it is going to be the is going to be the yeah. attraction to get students and faculty we have a lot of faculty that have come here from other institutions that we would have never gotten without it. But this is, you know, this is Silicon Valley, San Francisco kind of stuff, not University Park, Texas kind of stuff normally. How did you yeah. how did you fall in with NVIDIA? Did they come to you? Did you have people that, that sought them out? Because this was the, the quantum leap beyond just a just the supercomputer you talked about a decade ago. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. We knew we had a, an NVIDIA executive that had a, son that graduated from here recently and we got that's how we got to know nvidia was there and then michael heights who is our oit director our, our uh, in charge of all this has a phd from illinois in mechanical engineering and he was the head of all of the computing system of the university of illinois and when he read what we were going to do about five or six years ago he said i want to be part of that i mean because everybody else is is firing people, laying off, cutting things, and particularly in Illinois. And so we just couldn't believe it when we saw a guy of his reputation and experience wanting to come work with us. And so that that was a huge moment for us when we upgraded our the head of our OIT system right. to somebody like him. 
and he knows the NVIDIA people. And, 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 and speaks the language. You know, I would and guess this would language. really be hard to replicate right now. I'm sure every major university, every corporation, I just got a release from Thomson Reuters a short time ago talking about spending $100 million to go into this business. But the wait, I mean, every, there's so much demand. You guys are must be years ahead of everybody. We hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly, we want we want to be able to be helpful to people that have problems that really are uh, AI problems and uh, and that we would work with them and uh, develop a reputation that if you've got a problem that you can't solve and you don't have the and you don't have the uh, personnel to do it because believe me these individuals that have this capability their their annual salary is going up faster than yours. Yeah, no, I, I, I would imagine. <laughs> so let, let, let me just ask you, because we're just beginning to hear the dark side of this. This is this will yeah. take over mankind as we know it. I saw, uh, who was a Harari, writing an article in the New York Times the other day. So you better go slow on this because it's going gonna, it's gonna to get out of hand. Some suggest that maybe you'd have to close down the, the Bobby Lyle Engineering Center because you won't need engineers anymore. <laughs> Well, there is some talk about exactly the nature of people of computer scientists, what uh, what what their particular function will be in the future. But but I, our faculty, we have we have committees that are working with uh, with dealing with how to deal with AI best and ChatGPT. How to you, you're not going to be able to ignore it, and you're not going to be right. able to stuff it out. And so what you've got to do is teach. Uh, faculty and students how to maximize it. We've got a lot of faculty that are very excited about it. Uh, uh, our dean of the Dedman, of Dedman College, uh, Tom DiPiero, he's a linguist, but he's also a, a computer junkie, and he just thinks this is a wonderful idea, and he's already started using it in his classes. So you've got to learn how to use it, and unfortunately, there are AI companies being developed that will help you identify when something comes from AI as opposed to, if you're a teacher, as opposed to uh, something that the student recognized. Just, it's just another kind of training that you go through with AI, but there is a dark side to it. I mean, it is, it can be, the bad guys can use it in ways that uh, in the future, uh, it will be hard if they try to say, all right, I'm David Johnson, and they develop a whole absolutely can mask and can mimic your voice and everything else and you go on and say you know the market's going to crash sell everything and in fact it's about to go up so i mean there are things that have to be worked out but it's like all the, every time there's been a new uh, you know a new technology developed or one way or the other you get it takes a while to find out how yeah. best to use it and then how best to protect the world from it. I mean, we haven't figured out yet how to protect the world from our cell phone. <laughs> you, you have a good point. I, do, I, can't, I can't wait to talk to you a year from now to see what yeah. you've done with this because I've got a feeling you'll be doing things that, that we hadn't even Well, if we do of. that in a year, then I'll have Michael Heights, Dr. Heights, on here with me. We'll do I that. I told him, I said, I'm, I'm going to talk to David Johnson about this, and you got to dumb this down <laughs> real far so that I can talk to him about it. And I said, and it's okay because he's from Pampa. And so, you know. 
we'll be all right. You could be you could be monosyllabic with me. All yeah, right. As well, long as, as long as we can get this new Boston guy to where he can know the, the right word. Well, I think it's very exciting, and, and I and I look forward to it. Also, getting you into the SEC. <laughs> Dr. Gerald Turner. Well, I'm not the, sure we're going to be in the SEC. Dr. We'll Gerald Turner is the president of of SCBU and hopefully bought some Nvidia stock. Also, it's good to have you with us, always, sir. Thank you, David. Always good to see you. Thanks for Appreciate more of our it. conversation. Go to krld.com/slash/ceo. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.